Hi, welcome to The Star Parent. If you already listened to the Enneagram basics and things made sense to you, then you can kind of move forward to the next podcast about Enneagrams with Andrew. But if you're still a little bit unsure and felt like you need a longer explanation, yet still curt, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. So I just thought, you know, let's go backwards a little bit and then we're going to move forward quite a bit as well. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Andrew. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. What a crazy morning. Um, One of my one of our listeners asked this question. I don't understand the symbol of the Enneagram. I've never seen this shape before. And I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> it's not really one shape. No, it, it is. It is three shapes. You have the triangle and the circle around it. And then the weird. I, how do you describe the middle shape? Like the weird, like kind of crab. Well, let's just do it in, in order. So it's the circle first. Yes. It's the triangle. And then it's the hexad. hexad. So, yes, the, the, the circle is like a symbol of to be. The triangle is like to know, and the hexad is to understand. It's the movement of it. Mm-hmm. That's ancient Greek. Yes. And the so the circle is very much the all-encompassing. Everything is within the nine numbers within that circle as like a, a whole group. And then the triangle is um, the the core of each triad. So you've got the nine, uh, the nine, the six, and the three at the at the uh, corners of that triangle that really form the uh, the centers of each of the triads, which we'll talk next time about in more detail. Um, and then the uh, hexia. Hexad. It's how they lead into each other and out of each other into their stressors and uh, healing and the be- the positives. And that's the way that you flow it all. So, Let's yeah. um, dive right in and just briefly go over the nine types again. Mm-hmm. So uh, this time we're going to uh, work our way from uh, one up. Does that? And uh, so, uh, like we said last time, type one is the perfectionist and the re- and the reformer uh, is the often the name the, what, what is that number is called. Uh, they seek improvement and perfection, and they do avoid leaving things as imperfect or unfinished. They are a very precise number. Uh, they do love lists, uh, a lot of dichotomies of black and white, right and wrong, perfect and perfect. Some ones can go, go nuts just trying to find the most efficient way of doing things and lose the joy out of they, doing things. They, they, they create a list and they must follow that list at all cost. Yes, sometimes, uh, yeah. Yes, all have, they all have their own unique opinion. It's not like a, everyone thinks the same way. Everyone has their own Everyone has their own definition of how the world should work. Right. If you were not sure about um, if you were one or not, I actually had some questions. I thought that was pretty funny. Yes. It says, it says um, does it bother you when a lot, does it bother you a lot when other people try to bend the rules to their own advantage and the rules just don't seem to be the same for everyone across the board? That would piss off a one. Uh, Do you almost always give 100% to a task and expect other people to do the same? And if they don't, you are likely to come up along after they finished and do their work all over again just so it's right? 
Yes. And another one is, are you self-disciplined, detailed, a detailed oriented person? And uh, one thing I know also, if you know a one, they might not take uh, criticism very well. Uh, even like the, a positive criticism of like, oh, like you, if you did this, it would be a little bit better. Just, it just, it, even if you said like that sandwich technique, of uh, like putting a really positive thing and the negative thing, then a positive thing afterwards, like to tell an employee, um, mm. some advice, ones don't deal well with that at all. They mm. just, they see their work as perfect and right. um, improvement for them. I don't think it's like not possible, but they, they kind of see themselves already as perfect. So why do you improve on perfection? I think it's it, it, something that every type is to learn. They're supposed to. There's some serenity. Oh, so yes. ones are to to learn serenity because they have this perfectionist thing mm -hmm. in them, and that's you rooted from anger, self anger. So it's just about to be about being at peace with self and knowing that it's okay. Imperfect is is okay. Of love, the helper. <laughs> <laughs> yes the giver the lover well you're speaking of love this the the two is also called the lover um and they seek satisfying the needs of others and avoid their own needs they uh they they, they are very warm people they just love caring for their friends and family um you'll often see them as the one who knows everyone's little favorite secret and all the allergies and all their little preferences and everyone's little favorite, like, oh, like, oh, don't, don't give that to Janelle. She doesn't like orange. And like, like, how do you remember that? Like she mentioned once two years ago that this is, that she like hates orange because it reminds her of, I don't know, some random thing from her childhood. But that's the kind of thing a two will remember and they just want to try to make you happy. The, uh, they, the problem is that they do that at the expense of their own needs. They are the quintessential, the, the thing that the two needs to really learn in life is like an airplane, you need to put oxygen mask on yourself and then the other person. So they need mm -hmm. to take care of their own needs. Uh, twos have a habit of overextending themselves and like pouring out all their energy and then not having enough for themselves and then mm -hmm. resenting it and resenting the, the fact that they're helping. So uh, it, twos are wonderful pe people when they're really happy and, and hopeful and positive, but when they start going a little bit down, they start getting a bit manipulative, uh, but they don't know how to ask for help because they don't believe mm -hmm. they have a need for it. Absolutely. If you are not sure if you're a two, here are some questions for you. Mm -hmm. Are you a people pleaser? Are you ready to drop your own concerns in order to help others? Um, is it painful or embarrassing for you to ask others for help? <laughs> I can relate <laughs> to that. <laughs> are you especially attuned to your feelings of others? Are you known for as an excellent listener, the first person your friends go to when they need a shoulder to cry on? Or do you place a value on making your home a comfortable place, comfortable place for people to find refuge? Mm -hmm. I relate to all of that. Um, the, the beauty about being a two is that I can serve multiple people at a time knowing exactly what they need especially that's why I work with children. I love tending to the personal needs of individuals. Mm -hmm. I pride myself on that. It feels so good. Um, now in my life at 45, I am learning how to ask for what I need. Thank the universe. Um, for Thank God for sending me a four to be my partner right now because uh, he's a mastermind at asking for what he wants. So <laughs> I am learning from that and becoming extremely more confident in myself. And that had everything to do with like what Andrew said, 
self-care is like the pathway to understanding self. Yeah. So for two, it's a difficult thing to do, but once you get the hang of it, let me tell you, it's a beautiful feeling to be able to help others and care for yourself at the same level. Prayer is also a really good thing for two because they have so much love to give. Mm. Often they'll exhaust themselves with giving and prayer is something that you can do for others. It's still giving, but you can do it on your own time. You can uh, do it silently. You don't have to be grandiose about it. Um, and you're still helping. So I, that's mm. one thing that I find very helpful for me is prayer because I can still help people just with my thoughts. Let's move on to number three. The efficient one, the achiever and the motivator. Um, they seek success and avoid failure. Um, they also seek uh, efficiency, things to go well. Um, they're energetic, energetic optimistic. Uh, they, uh, they do personify the human doing rather than the human being. So they're a, a lot more about the creation of, of things and projects and artwork and things uh, than they are about the person. It's not that they don't care about the person, they don't sometimes see the person. Um, they, uh, the, the, the threes are very, very aware of um, the social ladder, ladder to climb and can learn and, and, and learn those tricks about, about like how the boss dresses, how the, um, how the patriarch or the matriarch of the family organizes everything. And they start copying those things to become the leader themselves, the high achiever. And they usually will become a, a very powerful person because they do just fit in very, very well with powerful people because they work at, at it. Um, but they, they sometimes do overlook people uh, just by the fact that they have a task on their head, on their mind. Like they, they are fully committed to finishing a task. If they've got something to print, uh, they will go give that task and they will not say, hi, how are you? They'll just give it. You know why? Off. Because they literally have a supernatural talent of multitasking. Yes. They can like simultaneously juggle driving, closing a multi-million dollar deal on their cell phone, eating a sandwich, mm-hmm. listening to an audiobook, and conversing with their spouse about a problem one of their children had from school. They can do that all in one sitting. Because their mind, yeah. Everything is so organized in their mind, like it's all categories, organized. And they do that also a little bit, the downside of this, they kind of block off their emotions. It's like, okay, emotions aren't going to affect this. We're going to be efficient. And efficiency does not involve anger or sadness or worry, happiness. That's like not associated with them. For them, they just like, no, I've got to do this. The kids have got to be the best. The work has got to succeed. I've got to get myself home in this car. This coffee's got to be the right temperature and everything's going to be perfect. Yes. And they will achieve it because they are at least try to at least try to um, yeah. they, they do. They are very, very good at get, getting their will done uh, when they do get organize themselves a little bit more on the they kind of slow down a little bit sometimes to realize, OK, I, I can do everything. Right. I don't have to take on everything, but they exactly um, they think. So here are some questions if you're not sure if you're a three. Yes. Um, what? Are you restless and bored unless you have a clear goal to achieve? Is it important for you to be perceived by friends and colleagues as successful? Do you have a chameleon-like ability to adapt your personality to the situation you're in and the expectations of the people around you? Are you more afraid of failure than you let on? 
Can you turn your emotions off in order to attend to your work? Do you crave the spotlight and the approval of others? And are you skilled at promoting yourself and making a great first impression? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have heard Threes talk about just rescheduling emotions because they don't have the time for them. Yeah, that's practical. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can relate hey, to that. They, they've got to get the kids to school. There is no time to be sad about something. <laughs> 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 like they, they just, they've, they're efficiency. They've got to get yeah. things done. Going on to uh, type four. Do you have anything else? Type no. four, okay. Type four, the individualist, the artist, the romantic. Um, they seek connection through uniqueness and they avoid being like everyone else. They just, uh, a, a four um, hates that entire, like, oh, you remind me of this. Unless it's something like unique and special, they will hate like, oh, like you remind me of everyone else. Like they would just, that would, that would <laughs> kill a four. I'm like, oh, I've, I love that top. I've seen it everywhere. And there's like, ah, oh. <laughs> like, like, no, I am a unique flower in the world and you must see me as that. Um, they're, they're the peacocks of the Enneagram. They love showing off how you, their, their unique, beautiful plumage is. Uh, I've actually heard a lot of uh, forests talk about how they collect peacock feathers. They just, they're beautiful and they're unique and lovely. Um, the fours have intense feelings because uh, they have essentially connected with their inner world as deeply as possible and have fully formed an inner emotional world full of every emotion imaginable and some that you may not even understand. Um, mm. Uh, and uh, they do sometimes get lost in that world and they get lost in the imaginary and the fantasy of it all. And so fours do have to be sometimes be pulled out of that fantasy into the reality and be forced to confront that like the state is going badly. <laughs> the fact that you're imagining a better one in your head does not fix the fact that this, this is not going to work out. Right. And uh, they are diehard individualists. And they do want to, they want to connect on their uniqueness. Well, fours are the most complex of all the types on the Enneagram. And what you see is never what you actually get. Yes. The well inside of them is very, very deep. And you do not know the, de- the, the depths of it at all. And it has exactly. many, many sub, sub shoots. Absolutely. If you're not sure you're a four, here's some questions for you. Are you driven to be special and unique, noticeably different from other people? Are your emotions sometimes, do they engulf you? Are your moods characterized by the highest highs and the lowest lows? <laughs> do you spend a good deal of time dwelling on the past? Sorry, do you appreciate movies, books, or songs? Do tragic stories strike a deep chord within you? Do you feel like your life has been searching for something, missing, a missing piece that would complete you? Do you have an intense push-pull dynamic in your relationships where you alternate between being passionate and being withdrawn? Are you envious of other people's successes, relationships, or happiness? Mm-hmm. That's a hard one for force. I know that yes. uh, it's a hard one to admit because envy and jealousy is not so much welcomed in conversations in North America. Uh, so, and, and you got to realize that envy is you want something, but you also don't like it. And so it's this weird... It, mix of feelings and, and conflict inside inside of a, a four and all of us when you get envy hmm. that, that's great no that's really i'm so glad that you explained that because it is difficult sometimes to accept feelings that are coming up and then we want we feel shame because uh we're feeling it and the thing is with a four because emotions often overtake their thoughts 
um, they'll, they can stick, they can get stuck uh, with these emotions. As the problem with the, the things that Ford needs, Ford needs to watch out for is to not fall into that sadness and like live off it and not be able to get out of it. Um, right. they, they, do, they do have an aversion to happiness because they feel that it's, it's will make them leave sadness forever because they enjoy just, it, 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 is, it is a pleasant emotion because it does connect people, but happiness is also very important. Oh, well, speaking of feeling emotions or not, there are <laughs> not, not feeling emotions, having a bit of a problem accessing them. Uh, yes, the fives, <laughs> the observer, the thinker, the investigator. Um, they, they are known as the thinker of the Enneagram. Uh, they are they're represented by an owl, just that wise, erudite kind of bird, but also like pulled back recluse in, in, in the trees, in the darkness, in the shadow. Um, Fives have sometimes an unfortunate habit of sharing weird facts and people are like, look at them and like, this is a really weird time to bring that up. It's interesting, <laughs> but it's like, why? And the five are just like, oh, I share something interesting. Like it's yay. And they, they need their friends to tell them like, I, one of my friends, like I, uh, I've had this one happen once or twice. And my two friends is like, don't, just don't. <laughs> she's like whispering and you see she like putting the, the hand across the neck. Like she's like, please like kill it, kill it, stop it. <laughs> like stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had talks too about about my habits and, and conversations but fives um will essentially th th they'll observe from a distance and they'll they'll want to connect and eventually they um uh, they'll they'll just they'll get kind of bored or lonely observing from a distance trying to learn everything from a distance to connect and then they realize they've got to actually talk to someone to connect um fives try to connect as much through, through information I, I I've heard of a a five that studied North American snails and like not even global snails, but like spent their uh, 60 year career as a PhD biologist studying North American and like Canadian snails. Amazing. And they can talk for hours and they, they never learned enough. And you're like, wow. how have you learned? Wow. Why? But it's just like, it's what they do. They, they study, they study, they study. And it's, it's the way that they feel they can connect to the world is by learning. If I learn it, I will know it. And I will be mm -hmm. able to then connect to the world. And be valued for my yes. knowledge. And yes. yes. Um, they, uh, they, they, uh, the fives think, overthink everything. And it's always about, uh, um, do they have enough? Enough mm -hmm. time, enough energy, enough information. Um, I know that I've been stuck on my on like decisions because like, do I have like, do I know enough? Do I have enough? What, what will happen? And I do mm -hmm. need to just like let myself go and realize, okay, no, things will happen as they happen. And it will just go. But mm -hmm. a five really needs to learn that you don't need to know everything. Right. Even though they feel they really need to, um, they, they need to understand that, no, you, are, you understand everything enough within yourself. Yes. The world outside will not teach you who you are. You need to, you need to learn who you are with, on the inside. Meditation and prayer is difficult for some fives, but it's super, <laughs> yes. super recommended just to calm their mind. If you're not sure you're a five, here are some questions for you. Uh -huh. Do you tend to keep yourself to yourself, sharing your deepest emotions and thoughts with only a very few people? Do you tend to need time to process new experiences and emotions? When you are you in your sorry, when you're in a group. Would you rather observe than participate? If given the choice of staying home to watch a movie or going to a party with people you don't know well, are you inclined to stay home? <laughs> Do you feel drained for after spending too much time in the company of other people? Do you prefer to make decisions with your head instead of your heart? And lastly, 
do your friends tell you uh, tell you that you know way too much about one really random topic? They have like, a superpower. Fives have a superpower of observing life in a detached, non-judgmental, analytical manner. It's, yes. Yeah. That's they, they, how it's going to be. Yep. We can, we can step back and observe something intellectually. We forget the emotion sometimes and need to focus mm-hmm. on that a little bit more like as an actual like secondary focus thought. But the yep. first thought is always, what is the smartest thing to do? Right. And what is the logical thing to do? Which is kind of um, like the sixes too, but they yes. have, yeah, they're more in tune with their emotions. Yes, the, yeah, the sixes are, are uh, much more in tune with their emotions than a, than a five is. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they are no, so the sixes are the loyalist, the doubter, and the skeptic. They seek security and avoid danger. Although some sixes are um, counterphobic, so instead of being very, very scared, they're going to be overtly brave. They will go and do the, 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 the crazy, scary things that, would, uh, that people are like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you cliff jumping? It's like, because, like, because it scares me and they want to challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't like this, but people who enjoy watching horror movies for fun and just like the, so because it's like, it's a good scare to have. That's, my, that's one of those counterphobic tendencies that's very more common. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, and sixes are the African gazelles uh, of the Enneagram. They are always looking around in a high alert for danger and will sprint to safety as soon as any danger happens. Um, and their safety is often, uh, for the human, instead of the gazelle jumping away, the human has a backpack with everything they might need. Toilet paper, extra underwear, Kleenex, Band-Aids, a snack, a hot water bottle. They'll pull stuff out of, your, out of their bags. You're like, why? And they're like, well, I, I might happen. Like, we're going on a hike. Like, I brought extra grip-ons. It's like, but you... you... <laughs> You basically want a six with you in case there's an ex- zombie apocalypse. Like oh, yes. you're the 100%. first one. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> zombie apocalypse, find your six friend and just be like, what's your plan? It's like, I, I've already got it. It's like, it's like you, they already have a plan. Like they, they are organized. Um, yeah. they, like a, a six uh, would, would thrive in a job that would for risk management. And just like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the problem of like a, a, a dam or a construction site, they'll, they'll automatically see that's a danger, that's a danger, that's a danger, do this, this, this to fix it. Yes, yes. Um, I, I had a sixth parent at my daycare. She, it's, she was that first time mom. And she had asked if she could come to the daycare for two months prior to her son actually coming to the daycare <laughs> to make sure if the, and I knew right away I was like you know what I'm gonna entertain this because it's pure comedy and every now and then I need comedy <laughs> uh so she came in and she was like looking for every little thing and after the two months she was like oh I'm really happy that my son's gonna be coming here I'm like yeah but and then uh <laughs> But then she ended up taking her son out of the daycare, which was so heartbreaking because we allowed him to walk on the sidewalk because he was walking. And we got this two-page letter about, you let my son walk on the sidewalk? What if, what if a car goes over the curb and hits my son? I was like, wait a second. Yes, it's a bit much. (laughs) Whatever you think the six is is afraid of, you have not even considered the possibility. Walking from your house to two blocks away to the grocery store to buy a bag of milk, they will give you a list of a thousand things that might happen. Going to like from like a a very conceivable like hit by a car 
to yeah. a bear attack <laughs> in the middle of the city. Like they will think and be afraid of all of it. And it's a bit extreme, but you, re- yeah. you realize that like, they are just, they're afraid. They're, they're worried yes. for their safety. And it's and so- valid. It's a real, yes. real fear, you know? Like the world can be dangerous. Exactly. If you're not sure if you're a six, here are some questions for you. Um, once you formed a bond with someone, are you likely to do whatever it takes to preserve that bond in the years to come? Do you typically feel anxious or worried about the future? Do you t- does it take a while for you to warm up to new people or circumstances? Do you feel better knowing you have a plan for the worst that could happen? Do you make decisions by committee, consulting several different people for their opinions beforehand? When things are going well, are you like the chicken little character who imagines at the last minute that something is going to fall from the sky? Or do you have issues with authority figures, either challenging them on some hand or putting them, putting too much faith in them on the other hand? Mm -hmm. The six feels safety in a pack. Yeah, um, because they need they need that dependable. Like they're yes. the most faithful and dependable of all the signs on the yes. Enneagram. Like uh, one one thing that um I, I realized what uh, one of my friends hundred percent confirmed it was a six was when he moved to suburbia, and he just bought the exact same car that everyone had and had the exact same house and he wanted to buy the the same barbecue that all his neighbors had and he was very very focused on being like all the rest of his neighbors, and but for some people that is their safety. They they know where they are. Yes when they can recognize everything around them. Yeah, they like and, to be moderate. Yes, the sixes, one thing I know about a, the six is they are often called the glue that keeps the Enneagram together and the group together. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They, they, do, they are very helpful in, uh, in making sure that things are safe. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the, the enthusiast. The adventurer. Uh, they seek positive and fun experiences. Um, and they do avoid the negative, the sad. And uh, they also try to avoid um, missing out. Um, mm-hmm. I know that many sevens have talked about hating to hear the, oh, you should have been there. They, they, they abhor having missed out on, on some fun. Um, they are highly energetic, very lively, adventurous, and so optimistic, like a mm-hmm. ray of sunshine. Um, they, uh, they, they love experiencing stuff. Um, they are curious, positive, very often very bold. Um, they're down to ev- everything. Like you can just say, oh, hey, let's drive down to New York. And they'll be like, cool, I'll grab the car. And you're like, but we haven't prepped anything. And they're like, who cares? We'll find it all. We'll figure it out on the way. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, but uh, uh, it's like, and the seven's already in the, uh, have the keys and like, is like, are, are we going? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like, it's like the opposite of a six. It's like they, they oh, yes. completely underestimate danger. They're like, what? Oh, yes. Danger? We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah, no, who cares? Like we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. If we break a leg, so what? We'll meet someone cute at the hospital. Like maybe we'll, maybe we'll marry the doctor. <laughs> like they're always optimistic. They're always positive. Um, they Don't are... mess with our food, though. No, oh no, just their food is a hundred percent. No, never. A... They, they won't share just don't no it's true it's hard for I don't know what it is about that I haven't figured it out but I challenged it I actually have a t- I had a teacher uh teaching the Enneagram and um she's a seven and let me I I, I know this was too in my whole manipulative side of me I just had to because it's pure comedy so we went out to lunch and she had bought french fries and I was like oh I just want to do a little experiment <laughs> share a fry with me and you can see it in her face she was like here 
take one. Like, it was not a happy share. And I was like, I was just giggling inside. I'm like, Lorraine, you got to stop doing this. This is too funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a friend like that who's a seven who also enjoys just poking at people. Uh, he, enjoy, <laughs> he, he just, he enjoys riling people up. Um, with uh, with a, a, a seven, though, one thing that you need to be aware of is that they uh, might have more than one thing planned for, for one time. They'll book multiple events in one evening because they want to find the most fun possible. Uh, yes. And that's the, the fear of missing out. I, uh, I think it's now called FOMO uh, <laughs> in pop culture uh, for the flash in the pan that happened a few years ago. And so essentially oh. they, uh, th- yeah, it's, it's fear of missing out. And the seven is d- the quintessential definition of that. They will organize themselves. They will say yes to five parties in an evening. And they might make it to four of them because they want to be everywhere that it's fun. Mm-hmm. where they believe is fun and if yes. one plan falls through they, they have either. something else to do yes right. uh sevens abhor boredom they it's it's their biggest fear they hate being bored they hate having just time to do nothing um i have seen sevens fall asleep on the train because the train was taking too long between stops like literally a two a, a three minute power nap uh, it's a, <laughs> so my friend's gifts i, I am i am I so jealous i can't fall asleep yeah, easy at, at all uh, but uh, but for the seven, essentially, it's like I, we know she is no longer being talked to. She yep. is uh, not eating. So she yep. is bored and she has fallen asleep. <laughs> yep, that's that's me. I have a high seven. Like I, my, I have a very high seven in my Enneagram scale mm-hmm. rating. So I can totally relate to that. Um, if you're not sure if you're a seven, here are some questions yes. for you. In your earliest relationships, did you tend to be a commitment phobe? Is it difficult for you to commit to relationships? Do you crave the excitement of planning and adventure, enjoying the anticipation as much as or even more than the actual event? Are you a glass half full, sunny side up kind of person? Do you try to avoid sad situations or people who are experiencing grief or pain? Are you enticed by variety, spontaneity and change? Do you often get your way by virtue or your considerable charm? And would you agree that more is usually better? Sevens just radiate joy and love of life. I think that's why I gravitate my towards sevens. My dad's a seven. Yeah. And it's if you want to be a pick me up, call my dad. <laughs> yeah. So sevens are very happy, happy. You do not want to go to seven though if you've got if you need uh, some sadness, some some sharing of emotions. No. They, <laughs> they, they will try to cheer you up and it's like my mom just died it's like oh well no, like here's a they'll like, give you they, food they'll give you food which is yes but they won't know how to deal with your sadness yeah and they won't and they won't know how because they for them like sadness is not is not safe for them yes. happiness is safe and that's why they, they they veer towards it so much is that happiness connects them to people and sadness will get them rejected yeah um and so, yeah, so that's why always the activities, the happiness, the go, 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 mm-hmm. uh, avoid, con- uh, just av- avoid negative, sad situations. <laughs> the eight is the leader, the challenger, and the protector. They seek power and they do avoid vulnerability. Um, mm. They want to be the strong one of the Enneagram. They are often protectors, um, people who take a bit, have big energies. They, they're people who are often physically, energetically, and just imposingly big um they, and they just they're very direct people they don't beat around mm-hmm. the bush you'll never have an eight beat around the bush to like ah uh, should we uh, 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 uh. no they're like we're gonna tell you <laughs> straightforward direct message unless it's a very vulnerable feeling yes 
that once it gets vulnerable, once you get a little bit emotional and some, also something they care about, uh, if, if you're someone inside that the, the eights bubble and he cares about you and, you and you're not feeling well, then they will start approaching a little bit more cautiously, and a little bit more mm-hmm. gently, but they are very much the protector. Um, uh, and, and the animal that's usually presented of the eight is the bear, both the grizzly bear and the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Kind of very much that the, the people define it as, um, they often say people like, like, oh, they're very hard exterior and soft and gooey interior. That is the eight. They are very much the strong person who will protect you and be there for you. And, uh, but he will also be the one who will give you the deepest and biggest hugs and will then feel really deep emotion and will really want you to be safe. Mm. One uh, of my, um, I remember something, I just remember something that an eight had told me once. And they said, uh, when you're hugging a loved one, hold them longer than they can bear. And I, now that you're saying that, it makes me think about the, 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 the bear, bear quality yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, i've i've uh, i've noticed that uh yes hugs are different with the different enneagram types like yeah. some are very quick and light and like very like oh i, I don't really want to do this but other like eights you can always rely on having like a yes. huge like i'm gonna give you a hug and i'm gonna yes. squeeze you yes, and you're gonna I'm feel gonna... this hug yes and, and you're gonna physically feel me yeah. that's actually a thing about the eights is that they um push your boundaries because they don't uh, they, they don't know where their boundaries end and where you begin and so they kind of they kind of push into you and you need to push back and they'll respect that. They're very, they, they can be very similar and overlapping the eights and sevens. I find <laughs> that they do link very well. Um, when, when we talk about wings that you'll see that the heavy overlap between those, those yeah. types, but the, the eight, just they, they need to figure out where you are and they do really enjoy the pushback. They enjoy a yeah. conflict. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen eights get animated about a topic together and they just seem like they're having the biggest row of their life, but they're green. And they're, and they're like agreeing with each other, but it sounds like they're yelling at each other out of anger. And it's just mm. their passion. They give each other, they give themselves 110% in everything. Well, they're the soldiers of the Enneagram, right? Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's good, obviously good things about being a soldier and there's also negative things, but mm-hmm. you know, it depends on how you see things and where your awareness, your level of awareness is at. Um, if you're not sure you're an eight, here are some questions for you. Uh, do you feel comfortable taking charge in a group? Are you known for your ability and willingness to take a stand? Uh, do you get annoyed when other people are indirect or manipulative or can't seem to state uh, what they really want? And do you have a hard time getting down, letting down your guard or allowing other people to see you at a weak moment? Are other people sometimes intimidated by your tendency to bring conflict out into the open or by your aggressive nature? And do you tend to value being respected more than being liked? And is it difficult for you to trust people? That's a big one for eights. And that has a lot to do with their connection with self, Mm -hmm. not being able to trust others. And a lot of eights have experienced um, extreme trauma as as a child. And it's usually um, from a family member or someone that they they trust. There's often also uh, the the ideas of an A as a child uh, need to to save somebody. Uh, They're the protector Mm, of usually a a sibling or a parent that has a problem, um, be it emotional, alcohol, or anything else. The the eight will just feel they have to, they they can't, they grow up very fast because they need to protect somebody. Yeah. And and they will be the protector of that person. Yeah. That's and that's where, that's where the, kind of the soft interior, they really do care about you and about yeah. who they love. And when, when, you're, when you're inside of the eights uh, circle of love, you are inside. But if you get blacklisted, you are never coming back to that circle of love. 
That's actually not true. I hate when you say never because it's not true. And it puts eights at this difficult place to open up. So it's difficult for, for eights to open up after they've been blacklisted. But to say that, it means that we're, we're confirming yeah. it and making it be. Because I, I, I know for eights, the pride sometimes is so big that they want to open up, but they're af- afraid to because they might come across as weak. Okay, yes. And, so, and yeah. yeah. That, that's maybe why the, the, most of the literature will talk about just the blacklist as being an absolute. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, no, I, I see that they, they do want to change, but usually it's also, it's really hard for them to, to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think um, the analyst is associated with the eight is the elephant. They're on their mm. track and getting an elephant to change its, its direction is really, really hard. But when they do, they've changed direction. Really? I thought that was the nine that was the elephant. Because the nines have inertia. It might be. Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. is. It's the nine. Yeah. It's okay. It's all good. We're moving right into the nine. The nine yeah. is the elephant. This I remember because my son is yeah. a nine. <laughs> yes. They're the peacemaker, the mediator. They're just mm-hmm. steady, calm. They seek harmony and they avoid conflict at any cost, which mm-hmm. is, they, they do seek harmony, which is a great, great benefit. And they do are they become some of the best negotiators and peace mediators. And the UN is probably full of nines. Um, <laughs> but you will uh, you will probably also see them avoid conflict if it gets too complicated for them to resolve. Um, yes. I've heard of nines falling asleep during a conflict, during a fight with their partner because they, uh, they, they don't want to deal with the anger in front of them and the emotion, that they just fall asleep mm. um, because it, it's too negative for them. Um, they are, but nines are typically uh, receptive, good natured, supportive, very, very supportive and very soothing. Uh, nine homes are often very comfortable. Um, nines enjoy, yeah. they, nines will sit in a chair and then become one with the chair within five minutes. And it looks like they're gonna, they've been there for hours and they will be there for hours. And you're like, but you just sat down. How are you so comfortable? And they will just, they'll just do it. They will achieve comfort within seconds. Mm-hmm. And um, the fabrics in their houses, like the blankets, the pillows, it just feels so nice. I'm just, I'm dreaming of a nine's apartment right now. <laughs> I, I miss my friend. Yeah, but um, they they do know uh, the, the emotional part of it is they, they they, they want to have peace because they feel all the emotions of others and themselves. Mm. They, uh, they, they are the greatest empaths of the, of the Enneagram and they yes. do feel everything you feel. And so when, when, they, when they say, I understand how you feel, they truly honestly mean it to the point where sometimes nines don't realize that their emotions aren't their own. They mm-hmm. feel everything within themselves and um, like uh, they, they feel anxiety and, and anger, but it might not be theirs, it might be somebody else's. So a nine has to learn what emotion is mine and what is another person's? Yeah, every number needs to perfect their own boundaries, but nines have a great boundary with emotions and figuring out what is theirs and what isn't theirs. Mm-hmm. Nines know how to rest in God's love yes. and share themselves more generous, generously with the rest of us. They're uh-huh. so giving and so nurturing. The downside is that when you're not putting clear boundaries, often you become so overwhelmed that you end up putting your head in the ground like an ostrich because you don't want to deal with anybody else's emotions anymore. Also, the five of me is gonna is now gonna specify that ostriches don't actually stick their heads in the sand. That's never oh, okay. actually. <laughs> I know it's, it's it's one of those facts that's gotten out in the public, and everyone's like, "Oh, it might have happened like once, and now every ostrich does it." But no, they don't. No ostrich does that ever. 
sorry. But it, it, it is the perfect imagery for uh, a nine. Essentially, they're like, oh, if there's conflict, I will now bury my head in the sand and I will avoid it. It's yeah. more of like if you're, um, uh, oh, the prairie dogs, they'll run into their hole. Like, it's, mm. it's like they'll all work together and they'll all co cooperate. But as soon as there's danger, as soon as there's conflict, like the hyenas approach, they're in their <laughs> hole and they've buried themselves and they're not coming out. And you're not going to find them. They're in, a, they're in a pile of blankets and an emotional, <laughs> and just in their own turmoil and they will sleep and they just oh, melt. Yeah, if you're not sure you're a nine, here are some questions for you. Are you usually able to see multiple points of view, making it harder to know and choose where you stand? Are you easily distracted, daunted by the prospect of focusing single-mindedly on the, on the task that, you, that is right in front of you? Do you often choose the easiest way out of a problem, especially if it avoids potential conflict or an argument? Do you employ passive-aggressive strategies when people are too demanding, like forgetting about commitments you agreed to but you actually didn't want to do, or falling asleep to avoid attending reality? Do you see other people's opinions of carrying more weight than your own? Do, you, do other people you see as easygoing and free of worry, sorry, do other people see you as easygoing or free of worry, even if it's not true? of how you actually feel inside? And is it hard for you to prioritize and accomplish the things you're supposed to be getting done during the day? Which mm -hmm. is true because procrastination is a big thing for, uh, yes. for nines. It's uh, yes. And um, yeah, the passive aggressive thing is, is also quite impressive in nines. Mm -hmm. um, like every number is packing, everybody can passive aggressive, but nines will take it to a whole new level of an art form. Because uh, there's it, their face, they've got the poker face. I think yes. nines make great po have great poker faces. <laughs> I don't play poker, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, the, the nines will also, um, one thing that's a line that's uh, associated a lot with the, with the nines is the peace at any cost. Mm. Um, which is a bit, which is like, yes, they will, they will maintain peace, but they might sometimes sacrifice too much and that's yeah. where the boundaries come in they the, uh, they need to realize where they are and where their limits are um mm -hmm. and, and they but they, they do also sometimes like um give away too much to agree to, to make to maintain the peace to yeah. hold um the, yeah so the peace at any cost sometimes cannot be the greatest thing to happen every once in a while you need to get angry and you yeah. need to say to tell someone to fuck off get yeah <laughs> fuck off get out of your face like i was trying not to swear but like it's the it's okay the, i know sorry problem with anger just in themselves and in others and they need, to, they need to really fully accept that they are and can be angry yeah well this is great we just went through all nine types i'm uh, so happy andrew woo! for going through this we so did much it information yes a lot of information and it's a great time to take a little pause Did you know that we're on Instagram? Well, please find us and follow us, the Star Parent Podcast. I'm doing what it takes to make me shine. <laughs> Thank you.